Go ahead and open them up to Matthew chapter 5. We're reading verses 14 through 17. Through 16. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give your glory to your Father who is in heaven. I was getting in a hurry there. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples by your love one for another. It's sure great to be at Savannah this morning and to have Joyce and Eli and Layla with me. And you know, it doesn't seem like it's been over ten years since I've been here, and but uh, it's been a while. And we've had a great work while we're here. And you know, Joyce and I've had a great life. We've been married thirty-eight years. We met on a blind date, and I always said she was blind because she couldn't see who I really was at that time. But uh, but anyway, she stuck with me, and through thirty-eight years, we've had a great life and got two great kids with us today, Eli and Layla. And of course, Nathan. Many of you know Nathan. He's been uh, in Lebanon, Tennessee, working for Dell Computer for a long time and uh, he and his family are doing great. He had some heart issues there for a little bit but he's kind of straightened out and doing great and uh, just thankful uh, that everything's well with him. Four great grandkids. You know, if you want to know about them, I've got some pictures and I can show you if you got time to talk to me. But, uh, you know, you think about it, love is so important. And you and I as Christians, you know, we, we know that Jesus is the light of the world. And, you know, you think about that light, how, how important that light is. But, you know, we are a reflection of the light. And I wonder, what do we reflect about Jesus? Do we really show forth the love of Christ? You know, we live in a dark world. And, you know, the world around us is getting worse and worse. And, uh, you know, you think about it, it's just not going to get better. It's, and it, and we're, Christians are going to be persecuted. Christians are going to have to suffer. Christians are going to have to go through uh, some hardships. Uh, it's guaranteed. And, you know, the Bible says all who live godly will suffer persecution, but we need to be shining lights. You know, the darker the world, the brighter the light. I was thinking about Nigeria. You know, Nigeria, I, I was talking to one of the brothers this morning. He says, you, you, you're talking real, real fast. I said, well, I have a habit of doing that sometimes. And he said, well, you must be nervous. I, I, it's like I, when I first went to Nigeria, I spoke at Sokoto, Nigeria. And, and I, they, I said, how long do you want me to speak? They said, oh, about an hour. And so I got up and spoke about an hour and ten minutes or so. And, and everybody's, you know, they have question and answer over there after you get through. And anyway, I said, does anybody have any questions? And nobody said anything. And finally, a brother in the back says, brother, I hate to tell you this, but we didn't understand a thing you said. So I'd preach for an hour and a half and nobody knew what I was talking about. But uh, next night I kind of slowed down and it uh, seemed like they, they did a little better with it. But you know, you think we are these shining lights. In Philippians 2 verse 15 he says that, so you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without, with, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among these you shine as lights in the world. You shine as lights in the world. There's, there's no one else like you. If you're a child of God, if you're, you're, you're part of the kingdom of God, you're part of this great family in which we live. And you know, we've got to be part of that family and, and being a member of it is so important. You know, the family of God is there for us and helps support us. And, and you know, as we look at that, we shine as lights in the darkness. And, and yet we know that as together, the brighter we are, you and I in this, this community, and the light's shining, uh, the more we let it shine, the brighter it's going to get. And the darkness, you know, it can't overcome the, the light. 
And, and so this morning, as you think about that, you know, we as Christians, you know, we, we are the light of the world, and, and yet we see here that we're living in darkness. We're in a crooked and perverse generation. That's not going to change. It was in Jesus' day, and it's going to be in our day. Until the Lord comes again, the world is going to be that. But you and I are lights. You and I illuminate. And to the world, they see us and they're looking at us And as we think about that. But you know, being a member of this great family, this awesome family of God, you know, by, by that new birth, you know, we come into this family. You know, every family has a birth. And I, I think about the great births of children and, and things that uh, as parents, you know, they become parents and that, they think about that fa- child being added into their family. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus, he came to Jesus by night and he said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He said you had to be born again to see the kingdom. What a great thing to be born again, to have a new life. And that's the beautiful thing about Christianity. You can have a chance to start over. Uh, Nicodemus, he's confused. He said, now wait a minute, Jesus. He said, how can I, as a man, be born again? Can I enter the second time into his, my mother's womb? And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and the Spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. And, and so we enter into the kingdom of God. We're born into the family of God. And we're part of this great family, this awesome family, and, and we live for Christ and, and we follow Him. But, you know, you think it here, it, we're not just about believing. We're, we as Christians, it, it involves belonging. You know, people in the world today, are they're looking to belong. People want to be part of something. They, they want to see something that is true. They, you know, so many times, everything's just surface in the world today. But you know, in the body of Christ, we are family. We, we have fellowship one with another. And, and basically, this relationship, it, you know, we influence one another. And our love is so important. And letting our light shine, let it blend together as Christians is, is so important. Because the world is watching. The world wants to know, hey, you, you say you're united. You say you're one. You say you're the church. Well, we, we live, our, we, our relationships show the world that we are Brothers and sisters in Christ, by this shall all men know you are my disciples, by your love one for another. Are we known for that? Is that what Savannah Church of Christ is known for? Is that what Fort Payne Church of Christ is known for? Is that what the body of Christ is known for in our area? It's not necessarily that. They're known as some people who like to fight and fuss and carry on. And, you know, we just can't, we, we can't do that. The world needs to see us for what Jesus said He wanted us to see us. He wants to see us as having love one for another and caring for one another and being that right, having that right relationship, having that relationship where we influence one another for good. You know, sometimes we treat each other some, as brothers and sisters. We, we're, we're kind of hard on each other. But you know, as we journey through this world and, and we know that we're that light, but in Ephesians 2 and verse 19, he says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. You think about that, Pat. He says, you're no longer strangers or foreigners. Sometimes as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need, we're so far apart, we, we, we just don't get together. We don't spend time enough to really know each other, to care about each other. And yet, we, maybe we still stay strangers. People want to belong. People want to be part of something that they know, love, people love and care about them. And, and the household of God is supposed to be that. It's, it's that caring and divine, believing in each other and trusting each other. And, and, but it involves belonging. And we belong to one another, being together, striving to be like Jesus. You think about being like Jesus. 
You know, you think as Jesus walked on the earth, you think about how you know, He influenced people for good. Very seldom did he get on people. The only people I really see him getting on is the scribes and the Pharisees, you know, because they were they thought they had it all together. They thought they were the ones that, you know, we, we, we you, you need to be like us. But Jesus, of course, he was on them pretty hard. But we, we know that this family, a family of lights, a family that shines forth in the world today. And uh, the second thing that, that we look at here, uh, at, at we are to model the character of Christ. You know, are you, are you a model? Are you an example? I, was, I had a good friend of mine in Virginia when we were up there, and he was a, a, a Coast Guard man, and he was really a good guy. And I said, well, you know, people need to be able to imitate us. Can any, people imitate you? And I, we were talking about it. He says, I don't want anybody to imitate me. And I thought, somebody's imitating you. And, and you know, he, he had a son. That son would imitate him. And we have people who are looking to us, people who are, uh, hold us up in esteem, people who look at us as an example. And, and you know, it's, uh, uh, basically when you think about a model, you think about discipleship. You think you are a disciple of Christ. You know, the, the Christians were first called, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. And they were disciples, they were followers, they were learners, they were striving to become more like Jesus. And you and I in our lives, if we'll strive to be more like... What would Jesus do? How would He handle these situations? But the children of, of God are shining lights and we're to transform into the, His image. We're conforming to His image to be like Jesus. Now, we, we would never obtain... and You know, in heaven it says we'll be like Him. We don't know what He's like. We'll be like Him. But on this earth, we're just striving to be like Jesus. Striving to be the lights of the world. To be that reflection. You know, you think about the sun, the physical sun. What the physical sun... Uh, has this bright light and the moon basically has no light. It's a reflection of the sun. Are we a reflection of the sun? Are we that light in darkness? Are we the children of light? And, and are we becoming more like Jesus? Are we walking like Jesus walked? You see, we follow His steps. We follow His example. In 1 Peter chapter 2, For you were not called to this, for Christ also suffered on behalf, leaving us an example that you should follow in His steps. Do what? Follow in His steps. Are you following in the footsteps of Jesus? You know, I think sometimes we... I know we, we need to study every aspect of the Bible, but sometimes I think looking at the life of Jesus... Because who, who do we want to become like? Who do we want to be like? We want to be like Jesus. We want to be the uh, reflection of Him. When, when people look at us, what do they see? Are they seeing the Jesus in me? I think about Galatians 2 and verse 20, one of my favorite Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. What did Paul want people to see in Him? He wanted them to imitate Him as He imitated Christ. He wasn't saying that every aspect of his life was perfect or, you know, he struggled too and he had difficulties and hardships. But, you know, basically, you know, he says uh, he, he wanted to be a reflection of Christ. And you and I need to, to, be, to have that kind of character. We need to have that kind of life. We need to be disciples. We need to be followers, learners. Learning and, and following the master teacher. You think about Jesus was with his disciples three years and he trained them and developed them and they had all kinds of difficulties. But you know, they followed in his footsteps. And even after the, the cross, you know, they, they came together and they, they carried the gospel message to the world. They became lights to the world just like Jesus is. But, you know, they were willing to go and make disciples. They were willing to go and tell people about Jesus. And you and I need to have that same attitude. We need to walk as Jesus walked. Ephesians 4 and verse 1 says, I therefore a prisoner in the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of your, the calling with which you were called. 
What is he saying? Model the character of Jesus. Look to Jesus for our example. In 1 Timothy 4, Paul encourages Timothy to be an example. Here was a young preacher who was basically struggling in a congregation, you know, having difficulties, and what does he tell him to do? He tells him to let no one despise thy youth, but be thou an example. He wanted him to be an example. He, God wants us to be an example, and we are an example to someone. As grandparents, we're an example to our grandchildren. As um, parents, we're an example to our, our children. People around us, people in our community, we're an example to them. They, we want them to see what real Christianity is all about, don't we? We want them to know. We want them to see it in us. You see, Christ's likeness is not measured only by our learning. You know, I know we need to know the Bible. We need to, we need to study it. We need to, to give ourselves wholly to it. We need to give diligence to show ourselves approved unto God. But you know what? We also look at this. It's measured by our lifestyle. What is my lifestyle? How am I living as far as my relationship with Christ? Am I being an example? You know, Christ's likeness is not only measured by learning, it's measured by how we live. And really, people are going to reflect that more than what they know. You know, a lot of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And we as Christ decide, you know, Jesus cared about people. And we've got to care about people. And, and all of us know people who can quote Scriptures and maybe their life doesn't match up. Khrushchev was supposedly known to, to know the Bible backwards and forwards, but he never lived it. You see, let me live in a way to honor Jesus. Let me live in a way to honor God. You see, when he said in Matthew chapter 5, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? Glorify God. Not pat us on the back and say, well, Lord, what a good job we're doing. No, that's not what he wanted, is He said, let it shine to bring glory and honor to God. That's the reason we let our light shine. You know, it's easy to be well-versed in in the Bible, but immature in character, and it's about lifestyle. It's about living it. I think that's so important. We come together to worship today. We go out there to live and serve in our community, but we walk in the steps of Jesus, and we want to show the proper kind of image to others. We want, to, we want to have that example. We want to f- reflect the image of Christ. What kind of image do we reflect? In 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, it says, We are all with our faces having been veiled, having beheld the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, and are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Lord's Spirit. What does he say? We're changed into the same image. We're transforming. We're changing, you know, we're metamorphosizing, we're, we're changing, and that's what we need to do. And, and this changed life, you know, it, it, it's the right kind of influence. It's being that influence. It's influencing others. But what we weave in time, we will wear in eternity. What are we weaving? What kind of life are we showing forth? Model Christ's character for His glory. Next thing we look at is that we want to be ministers of His grace. You know, we, we look at this and, you know, the purpose of every Christian is the purpose of service. You know, we, we're, we're here to serve. Every Christian. Now, do I have to do that to have an organized program at the church? That's, that's good. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, you think, but we're ministering servants of Christ and each one of us are, are to be ministering servants. Now, a lot of people don't like to serve. 
The disciples, uh, you know, they had to learn that. That was a hard lesson for them to learn. If you remember back in Matthew chapter 20, uh, in verse 20 uh, to 28, basically the disciples there came and asked, they, they wanted the chief seats. They wanted to, James and John wanted these special seats when he comes into the kingdom and, and Jesus says, not for mine to give. But, you know, basically, you think that, that's pretty arrogant of those guys. How could they ask that? Well, the ten, it says, were moved with indignation. Why? Because they wanted those seats. It really wasn't about service. And you see, sometimes it, it may not be about service. You know, I think we sometimes have a picture of as long as I punch my clock and come to church once in a while and, and you know, and give my money, that's all I have to No, we are servants. We are lights in a community. We are lights in, in the face of darkness. And we need to, to be ministers. And each one of us, as we've received a gift, ministering it to yourselves as good stewards of the manifold grace of God's. Manifold grace of God. You think here, he says, in yourselves as good stewards. Ministering. Serving. And you know, where are you serving? What is your ministry? I like to ask that because sometimes people don't know. But it's really a way of life. It's how you treat your husband. It's how you treat your wife. It's how you raise your kids. It's how you live in your community. It's how you work in your job. It's every aspect of life. It's a way of life. And we need to be ministers of His grace. Whatever gift we've received, and we need to use it to serve others. We need to be faithful stewards. Are we being faithful stewards? Are we following and doing what Christ wants us to do? Are we living that life? It's amazing to me when He talks about judgment in Matthew chapter 25, He talks about being hungry and thirsty and, and sick and imprisoned and naked and all these different things. And, of course, they're standing before the judge and they see that. And the ones he says, well done, good and faithful servants, he wants them to come in. But why? They say, well, why, Lord? When did we see you hungry or thirsty or sick and in prison or naked and clothe you? And when did we see that? Well, as you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. And you, that was standing at the judgment. That's important what we know. It's important our doctrine. It's important our teaching. But here he says, this is things we're going to give an account for. Those people, he said, depart from me. Why were they told to depart? Because basically they had not done those things. They had not been ministering servants. They were not good stewards of what God had given them. You see, you sign up for ministry. When you take on Christ's name, and when you become a child of God, you come up out of that water a new creature, you guess what? You have signed on to be a servant for the rest of your life and a minister in the name of Jesus Christ. That is what we're here for. I like Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10, but verse 10, sometimes we miss. You know, we're saved by grace through faith, not of yourself. It is a gift of God. And not of works, lest any man should boast. But he says in verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, to do good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. What does He want? He wants us to walk it. He don't want us just to talk the talk. We need to know the Word, but He wants us to walk the walk. And He wants us to carry the message. And the way we do that, and the way we can help others, is by carrying and ministering the manifold grace of God. Sharing and ministering to people and sharing the message of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. You think about how important that is. Workmanship. We are His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. What, for what purpose? For good works that which God had for, before ordained 
We do those to bring honor and glory to God. What kind of servant are we? You know, we, we minister, we share, we serve, and, and God wants us to use what He's given us. We've all been blessed. We have homes and cars and have all kind of opportunity around us to serve. Then we look at, we have a message of love. You know, sometimes it's, we think it's so hard to talk to people about Jesus. You know, we talk about things we love. I can, I can talk to you all day about my grandchildren. I can talk to you all day about Eli and Layla. I can tell you all the special things about them. And, and you know, if you give me a chance, I'll, I'll corner you and you'll have to listen, you, whether you like it or not. But it, we have a message of love, and evangelism is an important part of our personal relationship with Christ. And, you know, some, sometimes we, we have classes, and, and there's nothing wrong with classes to learn how to teach, and we need, we need that. People need to do that. And, uh, but, you know, you think about it, the job description of a Christian is to be a messenger for Christ's love and His wonderful sacrifice. You, know, you think about it, the joy of becoming a Christian. I remember the day my daddy became a Christian. My daddy was a pretty rough character in his time. And he, you know, but finally he became a Christian. After I was about 13 years old, he became a Christian. One of, the, one of the greatest days that I can remember is when my dad became a Christian. My mother had been living with him and, and putting up with him, and he's put her through all kinds of difficulties. But finally, he said, enough is enough, and he listened to the gospel. You see, the job of the Christian is the message of Christ's love. And, but it's tough. You know, we live in this time when Christian, living a Christian and saying no to the ways of the world uh, says, you know, it's hard to. It's hard to say no to those things. It's the desires of the flesh. The flesh is, you know, is basically weak. And we struggle with that. But, you know, Jesus came to help us. But uh, to, tough, it's tough to be a Christian and say no to the world and, and say yes to the things of Christ. Are we saying yes to the things of Christ? It, it is difficult to say no to the things of the flesh and yes to the things of the Spirit. It's difficult. But why does God leave us on earth? You know, you think about it. Wouldn't it be nice if when you come up out of the baptistry, you just come up and God takes you on to heaven? Wouldn't well, it be nice when He just shoots you right up into heaven you wouldn't have to go through all this? But He leaves us here for a reason, doesn't He? He leaves us here so we can share the message of love. That we can share the message of Christ. And uh, basically to, to face all the pain and the sin and the difficulties of the world. It's tough. But He leaves us here for that reason. To be a light to the world. You know, heaven's going to be fun. It's going to be a great place. You know, I think sometimes people think we're going to sit around real solemn and sing songs and that's all we're going to do. No, heaven's going to be a wonderful place. It's going to be a place of joy. And, and you know, Psalm 1611 says, You will make me know the way of life in your presence is fullness of joy. In His presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand are the pleasures uh, forevermore. So, you know, you think about it. If you're not having fun living as a Christian here on earth, uh, you know, what are you going to do about heaven? If we're not having fun here and living the Christian life, you know, will you be happy in heaven? You know, there's two things that cannot go to heaven. Did you know that? One is it can't enter heaven. Sin is one of those things. And the other is the other is to lead the lost to Jesus. That's really why he leaves you here. That's why you're here today. That's why if you're a Christian, that's why he's left you here. That's why you're not gone, because he wants you to lead others to him. You see, you and I have a responsibility. We want, to, we want to be in heaven. And we don't want anybody to be lost. We don't want anybody to miss heaven. And uh, you think about which one of these two does God want us to do here on earth? He doesn't want us to sin, can't enter heaven. He leaves here, and we know we have to face sin. But uh, secondly, what does He want us to do? He leaves us here so that we can lead others to Him. Those two things.
are important. You know, there's that natural outpouring of joy and excitement about being redeemed by the blood of Christ. That, that joy, that happiness, and enjoying the blessings of, of, of the life as a Christian and, and the fellowship with one another. And so, you know, it should be easy to say, hey, let me tell you about the good news. It's good news that I can share with you. It's good news to offer salvation. And, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who, who go to class but never really do it. What we've got to do is we've got to find joy and people, God's people need to be joyful and we need to be able to give a joyful invitation. Hey, come with me to church. You're not going to believe what's going on at Savannah Church of Christ. You're not going to believe the joy that you're going to find. We have a great family of God at the Savannah Church of Christ and, and I want you to come and give that joyful invitation. You know, if you say, will you come to church with me? Well, I guess that's, that's good, but you know, sometimes a joyful invitation... Hey, something special is going to happen. When we come to Savannah Church, something good is going to happen. And we're going to worship the Almighty God, and we want you to be part of that. But every one of us can be the light of Christ in someone's life. It, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, but you can be the light of Christ to someone. Where does it start? Well, it starts in our home. If we can get the light shining in our home, boy, that's a wonderful thing. I was thinking about Noah. Noah, who did he save? You know, preached to a world, and, and no one would say except his family. The most important people in his life was his family. And those people, it says, eight souls were saved by water. Eight souls, precious souls, sons and daughter-in-laws and his wife were saved. But you think about it, these areas, school, home, community, we ask, is our light shining the way it should be? need to ask, how am I doing in these four areas? How am I, am I being what Christ wanted me to be? Am I, am I modeling Him? Am I living that kind of life? You see, this morning, as you think about your life and your relationship with Christ, you know, it's so important to be right. God wants us, He wants us to go to heaven. He did everything He can to help us get to heaven. Now, we have to respond to that great love. If you're here this morning and not a Christian, what a great day to be born again of water and spirit, to enter the kingdom of God, to enter the family of God. Family that will love you and care about you and encourage you. That's what we're here. We're encouraging one another to get to heaven. We've got to keep the devil out. He's roaring and he wants to devour. But you and I have that opportunity. If, if you're not shining as a light this morning, maybe it's time to trim it up a little bit. You know, in the, the old lamps, you had to trim them up. You had to, to help them to, 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 so they would shine brighter. And sometimes we need to do that as Christians. Sometimes our light gets dim and we just need to reach or we need somebody to pray with us and for us. You know, that's one wonderful thing about being a Christian. You know, you've always got people who want to pray for you. People who will encourage you. But if this morning there's anything that we can help you, I hope you're a light. Be a light to the world. One day Jesus is coming back. You think about the joy and the brightness of heaven. No darkness in heaven. Won't be any shadows in heaven. Just a constant light. Hope you're ready for that. And if you're not and we can help you in any way, please come as together we stand and sing.